Chuck versus Rock. Chuck versus Rock. Welcome to the Super Nintendo Exploration Squad Podcast, Episode 35. Holy shit, a select button guide and podcast. Every week, we select three games at random, and you get to vote on which one we play. This time, you assholes picked Alien vs. Predator. Thank you very much for that. And we'll be discussing it using the four standardized metrics for scoring a video game, which of course are vanity, gun, investigation, and revelation. I'm your host, Virtual Clint, and today I am joined by... Whoever wins, we lose. It's Shrug versus your podcast feed, ha. Huh? I don't get it. What's the matter? The Super Nintendo got you pushing too many buttons? It's Tulpa. It, you've only got a, a 20 minutes to reach minimum safe distance from this awful video game. It's Automatic Tiger. In podcast, nobody can hear you scream. I'm one second before. <laughs> oh, you're already with quotes and things. I don't have to. I ain't got time to po- podcast. Um, all right. So, so today a bunch of slack jaw. No, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> all right. So, what we played this week? Well, this month whatever our schedule's all fucked up so we played alien versus predator so alien versus predator started officially as a comic book in 1989 so obviously it's a mix-up of the movie alien and aliens and the movie predator and they fight each other and nobody wins uh but what we're talking about is oh i have a whole script and i wrote this funny joke and i just skipped it (laughs) it started officially as a comic book in 1989 and then blossomed into a foul multimedia franchise, including the album Alien vs. Predator Rap Battle and the cookbook To Serve Alien. I made those up, but there's a bunch of other garbage out there. Uh, the Alien vs. Predator we're talking about is the first of four video games about predators hunting aliens, but they're all completely unrelated, and they're all made by different companies, so then none of that matters. Uh, this game is what can loosely be called a beat-em-up. Uh, you play as a predator, and you just destroy as many xenomorphs as possible using a large array of moves such as punch, kick, and laser. Slide. A, oh, 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 that's that's true. You could slide very, too. Very it's basically important. a slide them up. <laughs> God. Um, Even in it, the Japanese version, you end up sliding. Just sliding so much. It's a lot of slides. A very acrobatic predator doing a lot of slide kicks. Uh, it was released in 1993, developed by a company called uh, Jorudan. Uh, they made a bunch of pachinko games. They made a tennis game starring the famous Australian Open semi-finalist Kimiko Date. Uh, I guess they also made a fighting basketball game for the PSX. It's called like one-on-one government. I know, that was weird. And, <laughs> <laughs> and a game called Sukaban Shacho Rena, which was about a cat who was the CEO of Cat Queen Incorporated. It's on the Wii and apparently it's most famous for only selling 100 copies at launch, which is incredible. Um, it was published by Information Global Services. They only published wow. one more game before folding under the weight of the terrible, boring name. Did they make phones? Like, what kind of fucking name is that? It's anyway. a vaporwave album. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a vaporwave album. Um, but I only asked everybody to play an hour because I'm not 
totally cruel. Uh, but how long did you play and how far did you get in this game? I played through the entire US version. I beat the final boss and its entire life bar, even when you're on easy mode, stun lock. So that's cool. Uh, I did it and I'm sorry to myself. And then I played up to up through the first boss of the Japanese version. And then I died on the cliffs to a face hugger, a cliffs hugger. And that is my experience. Thank you. I played for perhaps two hours and I played most of the way through the US version and then it reset for some reason. Maybe I didn't press uh, continue soon enough. And then I played all the way through the superior Japanese edition with the original uh, uncut footage of Predator and Alien uh, interactions. Where they fuck. I was leaving that to the imagination. <laughs> no, no imagination allowed. <laughs> it is like phallic alien versus yonic alien, right? Yeah. It, yeah. It's, penises, it's vaginas versus penises. Like, perfect. Directly. Like, that's not even something that's hidden by anyone involved in either franchise. Like, Danny, to quote Danny Glover. Is that all you got, pussy face? <laughs> Oof. Uh, he says that? I may have gotten the rest of it gone, but he definitely says pussy face. Like, Oof. Yeah. Incredible. Doesn't the predator then respond, shit happens, or something like that? Uh, the predator yeah, can talk? Yeah, he definitely says they're, they can mimic human voices. Oh, yeah, that's so that, right. I forgot about that. So playing playing back the thing things that people say is like a gimmick in the movies. They're like it's like hunting calls, only it gets really, really cheesy after a point. It's bad. How, how long did you play this tiger? I uh, I think I played for the this for like an hour and a half. Um, I played both a bunch of the American version and a bunch of the the Japanese version, which I'm pretty sure, and I'm pretty sure the cartridge was like thousand folded Japanese steel cartridge because it was way better than the American one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to break in now. <laughs> it's when, don't 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 it's respond when, to the shrug bait. It's when he's uh, lying injured on a very wide ledge in L.A. and he says. Okay, pussy face, it's your move. So, you can't even hear him. And then the predator does indeed respond. Shit happens. <laughs> God, that was <Wow>. so bad. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so I played uh, through till the end of stage two, the sewer level, where uh, I got pretty far into the boss fight and died. And I was like, it took me like a half hour to get to that point. Like nothing in the game happens, but every enemy is a giant bullet sponge. So it just takes forever to get through. So I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I watched a Let's Play of the rest, kind of skimmed through it. Yeah, I got to 
the third to last level, I guess. I got to the spaceship. Um, and what stopped me was I, I did die and I continued and I was at the beginning of the level and I was like, I am, I am, I am going to die in real life if I keep playing this. So I spent 10 minutes looking up game genie codes <laughs> and trying to get those to work. And then that just made the game more boring. So I watched the, the last boss on a let's play on a long play. Uh, but I did that with the U.S. version. I know that there's very major differences between the U.S. and Japanese versions. So, um, we'll, but we will, of course, get into that. So, um, but all right. So we've got the setup. Our first topic, and we love to start on a high note here, is of course vanity. in which we talk about the vanity of the game, blah, blah, blah. All is vanity. Um, so this game, I guess it looked, it looks all right. It doesn't have, I don't have any problems with it. Uh, what do people think of the, the vanity of this, this game? Two sprites are like giant. giant. Two sprites are uh, giant. The sprites are giant. Yeah, the backgrounds are indistinct visually, just muddled, just sludge, just like moldy. Like a, a slice of moldy bread is in the background of every level. These sprites are giant, and you can only have two enemy sprites on the screen at one time. So that, I mean, which is okay because of the mechanics of the game. I don't think it would be manageable with more than two. It's barely manageable with two, especially in the U.S. version. But it really contrasts, in my mind, with the... Uh, arcade game, which turns out came out a year later from Capcom, which is one of the exceedingly rare good beat-em-ups that feels good mechanically. And that is about fighting seas of these aliens. Seas of the Xenomorph. Seas. Oceans. Oceans. Inlets. <laughs> Bays. Yards. These aliens are like a glacier that have carved out a basin into which the ocean then flows. There's so many of them. A murder basin. A murder basin! Yeah, so... Yeah, so it's actually, you have to do crowd control and shit. You don't have to do anything in this game except slide. There's barely anything on the screen. And, yeah. But they're big. They're very big. They're huge. Like, these rights are really large. I thought the backgrounds were okay. You're right in that they are just a muddy mess. But, like, for instance, in the screenshot I posted ab above the one I just posted, so the one where it says stage clear, it's in a cave, and for some reason there's a bunch of, like, human figures cocooned in the background. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's where all yeah. the uh, aliens chest busted out of. Okay, there you go. That's pretty rad. I mean, I thought that was cool. Um, the sprite oh, work... Uh... One thing to know, this is one of the many, many region differences with this game. Uh, the U.S. version generally has crappier sprites than uh, the Japanese version. The Japanese yeah, version, it's... the sprites can cut through two engine blocks, and the U.S. version goes dull against, like, uh, uh, a, a slice of chicken. <laughs> 
the um animations are lacking i mean everything's kind of i don't know it's like very minimal animation but i watched the uh I watched a bit of the arcade version and oh my god, the animations in that are gorgeous. Just like very fluid and the aliens are just like writhing and breathing and everything and running around quickly. And in this, they just kind of have like a couple of frames of jump and, uh, you know, it's it just looks awful. The, yeah, yeah, the animation is awful. <laughs> the Go ahead, Tiger. I do like um, just the design of most of the aliens in the game, especially in the Japanese version. For some reason, the American version just has a ton of pink alien-style soldiers, but the Japanese version are these fun kind of gummy-looking ones with where the like alien head bubble is like bright red or bright orange and stuff, and I was like, hey, these are these fun candy biomechanical horrors from beyond the edge of space there's actually like a good amount of variety in the japanese version of the xenomorphs even though they have the same silhouettes like the details are different and like their attack pattern you can recognize based on what they look like like the one oh sorry go ahead yeah the u.s version has the palette swapped uh smooth domed gummy aliens but it doesn't actually it seem like the colors made a difference in their behavior compared to the japanese version they were just like for for a while i thought okay this version spits acid but then i got to the next level and that version wasn't spitting acid the other version was spitting acid on the previous but level the green dome version was spitting acid on this level the blue dome version is spitting acid so it seemed like they were just sort of going willy-nilly with all of that also on the uh to and there were like subtle differences like the blue version blue dome version having a little horn so it could just charge into you like all of the different colored versions on the U.S. version seem to be the same alien, and maybe they had slightly different behavior depending on the level, but there was no consistency, and they had no singular identity of their own. I was thinking that this game way too much relies on how cool Xenomorphs are, because, I mean, it's a very cool design, you know? I mean, good job, Giger, but uh, every enemy in this game is a Xenomorph, and, like, even the bosses are, like... uh, slightly different bigger xenomorphs i mean one has like bat wings i guess which is weird but like you know they're like they're just xenomorphs it's give me a break at least there are a few face huggers that's like that's kind of nice but like uh switch it up in the arcade version you eventually fight wayland yutani and uh u.s or space marines so you know you can just kill people that's what i'm really here for (laughs) <laughs> I, I like the wing yeah I, I like the winged one a lot because i like how it's this i not i am 90 percent sure that was somebody saying hey you know what ripoff of alien is really cool metroid let's put a ripley alien in our game i liked the kind of like the gorilla entirely because uh they foreshadow it by having an ape in the background on the screen above it with a little, and I'm like, ha, huh, that looks like a gorilla. I'm going to take a screenshot. And then I jumped down and went, oh, it's a gorilla. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, 
I hate everything. Oh. <laughs> and then at the end of the game, I went, oh, they reused the gorilla's attacks for this fucking weird looking, I guess it's supposed to be a queen alien. Uh, but now it can stunlock me for an entire life bar. What a video game. Yeah, that. Mm, yeah, I like. Okay, I was going to ask this, and I think it's been answered. I was curious if any of these xenomorphs show up in like other like alien movies because I've only seen Alien and Aliens, and also Prometheus, and also the one where they they there's aliens. Um, the the one after Prometheus. So I didn't see any of these, and in, in I haven't seen Alien Four Resurrection. I didn't know if these showed up. I guess not. It, Alien 3 introduces the idea that I guess what year did this come out? This came out in 1993. So it's post Alien 3 introduced the idea like depending on what version you watch it, it either comes out of a dog or a cow but it suggests the idea that Whatever kind of creature produces the creature, it will get some of its traits from it. So this yeah, really is really taking and running with that idea. Because the facehugger will implant in whatever organism, and the genome of the organism it implants in will influence the uh, genome of the alien that results. Therefore, creating in the perfect space for the stupidest idea ever, the predalien. Oh, God. There oh, are no. so many ideas that should be far stupider than the Predalian. Yeah, the Predalian is just thesis, or it's, what is it, anti-thesis, thesis, anti-thesis, and synthesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still, like... It is terrible, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's like the er example of, like, a nerd saying, I've got the most badass idea ever. And then they actually made a movie about it. What if the perfect predator met the perfect predator and met <laughs> the perfect predator, Bobby? And now they are <laughs> the perfect predator square. I don't see how this is the perfect predator. Where where are the owl wings or the owl's uh, uh, tubular eyes? Maybe. What if uh, one of the the aliens did a face hug on an owl? imagine i mean that that's can't happen possible yeah, yeah that's, it's simply not possible an no, owl is too powerful but just <laughs> come with me into this imaginary space what if marvel presents what if what if an, an owl animal. was uh drudged and unconscious and then a face hugger got to it now we're getting uncomfortable, and let's. <laughs> I hate this so much. I hate, I hate the Predalien. I hate it. I hate it, and I don't even really know why I hate it so much. But I fucking hate it. I did not watch Alien vs. Predator, but I hate this. I hate this. You know, I was just gonna say, if you want to have the full, just mash everything together experience, I've been watching the Chimera Ant arc of the Hunter x Hunter series, and it's like that, but also all the alien-predator hybrids are furry-ant hybrids. It's weird, but that's basically what it does there. As I recall, the the Predalien only emerges at the end of Alien vs. Predator, after Sanolatham, is it? 
after the Ripley replacement and the uh, surviving predator defeat a queen alien, and then you think they're going to kiss, but they don't kiss, and you're like, just kiss already? Come on. <laughs> and That's what they were like leading up to. Oh, it was Jesus. obvious that they wanted to kiss, but they don't kiss, probably because they couldn't figure out how to shoot it on the day. It doesn't really have lips. <laughs> they were workshopping it the for hours. The mouth parts don't exactly have a lot of symmetry. Okay, but I did like Alien Covenant. I just want to say that. I did like that movie. I still haven't watched I didn't like it. I liked the scene, the action scene towards the end where they're fighting the alien and running away from it and all that stuff. Because that was like a well-executed action horror sequence. But like, <laughs> the movie opens up with like... Uh, the android guy and uh he's like musing about existence and the writing is so like uh ridley scott old man thinking about religion but not really getting too deep on it you know like and then he's he's like playing classical music too i don't know it's just it's so garbage i just want to say for the record that i have not finished that movie but i like that they killed the franco very quickly without even giving the franco a line that is a good thing to do with the James Franco. Uh, so good job, Ridley Scott. Maybe stop making movies finally. I don't know. Confront uh, <laughs> the death of your brother. Just a tip. You don't have to bury yourself in work. Yeah, also stop taking a series that was about, like, atheist cosmic horror and turning it into, like, a musing on religion like christianity specifically like ugh, it's just thematically it just doesn't work i think he picked up a copy of chariot an old cut paperback of chariot of the gods in fucking i don't know aliens versus predator as a franchise has a lot of references to chariots of the gods it came up so often did it come up <laughs> in the game I what's a game <laughs> okay. the, thing, the thing that I literally love about this game is how the none of the music has any antecedents in the iconic film scores of either Alien, Aliens, or Predator. So yeah, the music in this sucks. Was there it's more really than bad. one song? Yeah, every level has its own song, they and they all, all sound exactly the same. Yeah, I think. Yeah, the music is like. While I was listening to it, I realized that there's this one particular, like, set of beats that's in, like, 90% of, uh, like, sci-fi and military-themed 16-bit video games, and a lot of games sort of uh, embellish that, and this game did not, and just kept using it and using it and using it. Yeah, it really sounds like it could have been algorithmically generated according to a small set of parameters. <laughs> yeah, it really it really does. It sounds like a machine made it and a machine would enjoy it. <laughs> and that's that's the only okay, thing. I, I listened to some of the soundtrack and I am going to say that it sounds like uh they uh tried to make a sci-fi shooter out of the rock and roll racing soundtrack. Yeah, like if the rock and roll racing soundtrack wasn't real songs. Like like the that the, the 
what's the elevator music thing called? Mute the Muzak version of rock and roll racing soundtrack in terms of they can't be real songs. They have to be like fake covers of songs. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know where that's going. I, I found myself kind of bobbing my head a couple of times because I was so bored that I didn't have anything fucking else to do but listen to this awful music. Um, I do want to say, but I because I love to digress, I just want to say I watched Alien Covenant on a plane and I was sick and I was extremely exhausted. And so I didn't get any of the themes whatsoever. I was barely able to like focus on anything except how gross everything was <laughs> and how awful I felt. And in that way, I really liked it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the music was Oh no, I just bad. figured out what it is. It sounds exactly like uh, a Super Nintendo remix of the Dukenukum 3D soundtrack. <laughs> so generic I, I saw one thing uh on youtube actually that made me almost want to like the music like this is the only thing that made it tolerable was when i was looking at the long play of this the top rated comment on the long play video uh went like this i quote when i was a kid i always imagined the music was played by a bunch of predators on synthesizers <laughs> Okay, uh, let's all change uh, what we think of the music based on this uh, knowledge. Now I say this music is the best that Predators have ever accomplished musically and culturally. Yeah, this is definitely, I mean, it's definitely in line with how I view Predators as well, so it's really representative. Yeah, I, uh, I think it's good the Predators are trying something new. I think there's some strong foundations here, and I think in their second album, maybe they'll really have something. The Predators are a rising act to watch. Fuck Predators. <laughs> Fuck them and all their musical things. It does things. sound exactly like the music that a Predator would compose. It's true. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. Um, I, and since we're in vanity, I think it is appropriate to bring this up because based on the way the predator looks, OSB, one second before you, you, you briefly said, is the predator racist and are we equipped to talk about it? And I think the answer of course is yes. The, the predator is what, what, how did you put it shrug? Like, I think that the predator was designed by white dudes and like many things designed by white dudes, I touched on this in the fucking, what do you call it? The Apex Legends thread. Like many things designed by white dudes, it is thrown together from cultural signifiers and, you know, icons and things that they don't consider the context of and that they don't intend anything with. It's just kind of like... I may this feels jungly to me. Dreadlocks. Exactly. It's just an amalgamation of a bunch of cultural signifiers that all point towards like this noble, savage, tribal warrior garbage. So the answer is is definitely yes. Are we equipped to talk about this in any greater detail? I don't think so. <laughs> Well, we just did. But That's as far as we can get. If anyone wants to read more about this, there have been a lot of very good articles critiquing the concept of a quote-unquote warrior race in the last year or so, specifically to do with uh, how the uh, Maori people have been uh, consistently villainized in media for like decades. 
So do some research. We are not the resource for this, but we are aware. We are aware we of are, this. We are much, probably background-wise, much like those white guys that throw together those cultural signifiers that they don't fully understand. So, you know, seek out some other people who can really get into the meat and potatoes of this particular issue. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, uh, plus I don't know anything. Um, so what else do we have to say about the vanity of this game? Graphics are muddy, sprites are kind of boring, and the music is made by Predators and therefore the best music Predators have ever produced. What else we got? They, the Predators' armor bits are much greener in the Japanese version, and also the combi stick appears to be entirely made of bone. These are decisions. <laughs> ah. Version also made uh, the Predator incredibly orange, which is much more pleasant than the uh, super desaturated aesthetic of the U.S. version, where the Predator just kind of misses into the background uh, seamlessly. Yeah, I like the green and orange Predator because it looks like a fun 1993 kids action version of a Predator, like a kids action figure. And I, uh, I, I do like that. It looks like a uh, a uh, an action figure. I think that was a good way of putting it. And... And the Predator in the Japanese version walks very aggressively with his fists up like he's just ready to punch someone. And in the U.S. version, he walks more like confidently fist down, like I'm just strolling through here about to fuck somebody up, but I'm not that defensive. I, I don't know how to feel about that. I'd also like to sp take uh, a special comment for the cutscenes, which were really, really, really good looking. Oh, yeah, the cutscenes looked good. Um, the the writing was uh, atrocious, but the cutscenes looked really good. Big full screen things. They didn't reuse any graphics, and you know, pretty evocative. So yeah, I liked those. Yeah, by the standards of Alien versus Predator writing, this was kind of top tier. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I have the excerpts, and I can't wait to read them. In uh, uh, what's our category for that now? Investigation. That's when I'll read. Them. Yeah, investigation. Yeah, yeah, it's uh it's it is pretty tremendous. It is pretty tremendous. <laughs> I wouldn't say that the writing was top tier. I would say that the writing existed in exactly the space of all other Alien versus Predator media except the Paul W.S. Anderson movie. The I... writing is very functional. Yeah, it's yeah. like a children's book. It's like a C spot run kind of thing. Look, having read Alien vs. Predator vs. Witchblade vs. The Darkness Mindhunter, I can... This is definitely better than that. Well, fair. It is better than the only thing as bad as the Paul W.S. Anderson movies. But uh, <laughs> this is not intended as a defense of... Uh, of Alien vs. Predator writing, except to say that it's all equally garbage. I, I will say one silly thing about the cutscenes is that the Predator's palette still matches the Japanese version, so very bright. Oh, wait, no, it's different completely from both. What the fuck? He's just very green. Green everywhere. Yeah, he's green it, everywhere with a yellow face. And uh, gray armor bits. Yep, so totally different from all other depictions of the Predator in the game, so that's fun. There's mention of of multiple Predators as well, so it's like a bunch of Predators descended on this planet, uh, but you only see you. Even in the cutscenes, I think there's only ever one. 
Except in the Japanese version, there's a two-player mode and a verse or a versus mode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because if you put any more sprites on the screen in the main game, uh, the Super Nintendo would set on fire. Yeah, um, the, the versus mode, you don't even fight another Predator, you fight an alien. Can you not fight Predator versus Predator? No, player one's Predator, player two's Alien. That's what I read anyway. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> in the arcade game, you can play as two different Predators, and they're mechanically very similar. And then it's a three-player, the max they ever supported was three players in a cab. So, and there's two human characters. So I guess it's just in case two people want to play as predators. I don't know. Alien the, uh... versus predator versus the other predator, but they are anyway... like only have a professional <laughs> rivalry. <laughs> I will say this is the most appropriate usage of the term versus game mode ever. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it is. Except they've got it backwards. It should be should be the alien on the left instead of the predator on anyway. Predator versus alien. Doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? <laughs> that would be a fucking wild alternate universe. The universe where that movie was called Predator versus Alien. Can you imagine what our world would be like? It would be so much. It would be just a lot. It would be and too the, much. The movie where you're waiting for Santa Latham to make out with the alien. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Um, what do else? it, girl. He's no good for you. Oh, God. I hate movies. Have I mentioned I hate movies? That's You know, that's a bee movie moment where you're wondering when the human's going to fuck the bee. It's the same thing except for a predator. Anyway... <laughs> Wait, is that what B-Movie is about? There's sort of a weird romantic undertone between the lady and the bee. It's not even an undertone. That movie is about a bee wanting to have sex with a human woman. Yeah. I I mean... uh, That's what I thought, too. Absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to uh, be a budfucker in terms of a fantasy science fiction context, but you could do better than Seinfeld. (laughs) You <laughs> yes, I think that is universally true. All right, I think we're, I think we got vanity covered, honestly. Um, so I think it's time to move on to our very next topic, which is, as always, gun. Um, do you want to skip this one? It's not lo- no, this game sucks. You got a gun on your shoulder, and you can charge it, and it blasts, and that's how you win the game. Yep. Hey, hey, I, I got a joke. I got a joke. Is this... No oh. jokes. <laughs> this, is, this is good. Is this a rocketry laboratory in the 1950s? Because slides rule. Oh. 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 That was awful. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) 
Okay, so I want to go over the predator's very large verb set here. So uh, predator has punch on the ground. You punch. If you jump in the air, you kick. If you hit the R or L button, and this is different in the Japanese version, you slide kick. And then you, if you hold the X button, you can charge up to three different lasers. You've got one laser, which shoots out, two laser, which also shoots out, but does slightly more damage, and three laser, which blows up the whole screen and does like some damage, but also takes health out of you. And oh, you can grab aliens sometimes by walking into them, and then you can throw if them. You hit, or sometimes you, hit. you grab them through mysterious processes that you don't if, understand while if, you're trying to do something else. If you yep. hit R or L when you're right next to the alien or you're walking into the alien, then it will grab them. You don't even have to hit R or L sometimes, though, because I would just walk into them and then they'd, I'd be holding an alien. And the yeah, there's, <laughs> also, there's also that, but you can trigger it through the R or the L. Oh, it is high. remarkable that this game is actually similar to A Boy and His Blob in that there's a dedicated hug button. <laughs> all about alien hugging. Uh, okay, so I have a question. Uh, now we talked about the power ups where you get a little a little disc gun thing. Um, you're like ultimate. Oh yeah, yeah. But what's up with the power up <laughs> where uh, you go invisible, like uh, in the movie, where you're like camouflaged and you can't really see yourself on the screen very well? Is there any point to that, or does it just make it harder for you? Now, now this is I. I need to talk about this too because I only ever got one of those at the very first part of the very first level where they give you like three different power ups to show you what they do. I never got it again, and I never was invisible when I encountered an alien, so I have no idea. I. It's pretty simple. the 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 power up just makes it so xenomorphs uh, act randomly. They don't know where you are on the screen. Which makes the uh, American version much harder because it's harder to line up the enemies in a row so you can do all of your uh, cheesy attacks. And that's that's sad. That I mean, that seems to be the running theme of this game. The power-ups either don't help very much or they make it harder. <laughs> um, they... uh, I found the power-ups very useful late in the game when you're in the interminable uh, spaceship level. I, they kept dropping combi sticks or discs, and I could... Because my normal technique was try to get them on one side, try to get the two ones on one side, do a slide for spacing, and then charge up my laser to second level, and it's perfectly timed so that when they are waking up and jumping back onto the screen... Uh, they would get hit by my shoulder cannon and bit knocked back off the screen. And then I'd start charging again. I'd hear the beep. I'd release the button. They'd jump back onto the screen. They'd get zapped, etc. But when I had the, uh, what do you call it? The fucking stick I or a disc, I could just throw it. And that would be much more reliable for uh, spacing than the slide thing because joust rules apply in this game and if they happen to jump when you initiate a slide or after you initiate a slide then they're going to jump into your face and then everything can get all discombobulated after you're knocked back 
Oh, my favorite thing about the knockback in this game is that it completely ignores whatever your momentum was or where the hitbox is. So sometimes you will go flying in the opposite direction of where you were hit. Like, <laughs> oh, backwards from getting hit in the front, you will fly forwards. It's wonderful. Oh, this game is so bad. I mean, okay, so Shrug, I did that laser thing too, um, where you just, all you have to do is make sure both because there's only ever two, both of the aliens are on one side, and then you just shoot them over and over until they die. I found it to be much more reliable instead of doing slide kicks, because that sends you in the same direction as them, was to, if there's, if there's one on either side of me, grab one, throw it to the other side, so they're both on the same side, do a single punch to get the other guy down, and then start charging my laser. So I hardly oh. ever use the slide kicks. And... The problem I had with the power-ups is I did they, they did do more damage. But if you have, let's say, a spear or a disc or whatever, you can't pick up health. And also, you can't pick stuff up when you're fighting at all. If there's an alien within about 73 miles of you, you can't pick shit up because you just start punching. So I would end up watching health disappear because I'm trying to throw all my power-ups away. And then an alien comes at me and I can't pick the fucking thing up. Uh, just infuriating. I That's never because the health power ups are anime cartoon meat on a bone. <laughs> they are they're big meats. I never had a problem with maybe you just need to get good at choosing this game. <laughs> maybe you need to get good. Regarding the anime cartoon meat on a bone power up, this is actually the one instance where that particular like meats delivery vehicle makes perfect sense. Like it would fit perfectly in the alien's mouth. They could just like slide the uh, bone into their maw and then take off all the meat and uh, throw the bone away. It's perfect. And in Predator 2, the titular, titular character is uh, shown to be hiding out in a meat packing place eating beef so we know that they love big old chunks of meat big beef boys big beef boys i'm my big beef boy here to throw spears at people throw sticks and discs and shoot lasers the big beef boy come on down this game is so perversely like non-violence given the source material that it I really do feel like it's more accurate to describe this uh, game as like a predator alien affection simulator than like a beat em up. <laughs> you do a lot of alien hugging. I mean, that that was my main technique. And then I would shoot him with lasers over and over until they died. Um, there's a you major... Know they die, though. They just disappear. Well... Dropping anime meat sticks. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for caressing me with your fists. Goodbye. Here's some meat. meat. Speak, speaking of hugging, there's face huggers don't really face hug in this or hug at all. They don't even jump. They just like run at you and then they you get jump. hurt. Oh, they do jump they? into your face. Yeah. Oh, shit. I, know I just killed I tried, them all so fast. I tried. I didn't know about the slide at first, so I tried to jump kick uh, them in the air. And it didn't work. Ooh. It never works. Yeah. It never worked. I was able to. I was able to uh, tap a slider, uh, a face hugger out of the air uh, once in the entire and time. Look I at you. 
<laughs> I, I then hate. died. Let's... I have a quick note. Uh, so this is just a vanity thing we left out. Uh, the sound effects, uh, the start button or the the pause sound is the weirdest pause sound I've ever heard. It's like uh, if I can try and do it. Oh yeah, it sounds exactly like this. Note to self: play that sound there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I actually wrote that down for for vanity, and I forgot. I wrote the pause sound is amazing. Oh, and I forgot that the predator—you don't just get health from meat; you also get health from bottles of hand sanitizer. That's all I can see is these big green gel bottles. That's weird. I think <laughs> those are supposed to be like the liquid in the syringe that are. <laughs> Ah, where's my head? In the movie, he has a, like, a little. Yeah, in the movie, he has a little kit that he uses to treat his leg after Danny Glover fucks him up a little. So, mm, okay. Yeah. Um, and I just remembered that just for you, Clint, in the Japanese version, there is. A feature, and then I forgot what it was. It'll come back to me. Okay. Here's a oh. sentence. I'm going to keep talking. <gasps> <laughs> Here it is. I remembered. Um, yes. uh, 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 the items never go away. They just <laughs> sit there forever. That's not true. I watched, I watched stuff disappear. It, it, it just evaporated. In the Japanese version. Oh, in the Japanese version. Yeah. Fuck, I forgot the yeah. beginning of your sentence. <laughs> well, Otherwise, the Japanese version too. was better. Was that uh, you are not punished with way too many spears and uh, uh, frisbees uh, when you pick those up because you just throw one of them and uh, you don't have it anymore. <laughs> Weird. That's so crap. The The Japanese version is uh, has a very major difference in that the level two laser, the one that I and Shrug both used to fuck up aliens in the cheesiest possible way, it damages you. It takes health from you. So it means that you can't just do that. But I I assume that that makes the game worse. Tolpa, you said that makes the game better, and I don't understand that. Oh, I did not have it. I believe it was automatic tiger. Yeah. Said it oh, it was better. tiger. Sorry, There's, sorry. There, the reason the Japanese version is better is... Well, there's a bunch of reasons. For one thing, uh, one of the big ones is some of the big, like, hit sponge enemies are less frequent in the Japanese version. Like, way less frequent. You're getting two big soldier aliens that can take a hundred punches basically every screen in the American version, and they are way, way less common than the Japanese version, if they're even in the game. And I don't remember the seeing them at all. Smaller enemies just also take less damage to clear in my brief experience with it yes i and i think the japanese version is superior because the experience is over sooner that <laughs> you can jog you have to jog yeah. in order to set up your slides but you can double tap to jog which is nice that you're not constantly waiting through sludge well in the u.s version you're always jogging it's just they made all of the enemies a thousand times faster in the U.S. version, so it feels like you're waiting through sludge still. 
Yeah. And, Damn you and your detailed knowledge. And the bosses in the Japanese version feel like you can beat them without cheesing because of their speed. Like, I don't know how you would beat some of the American bosses without cheesing, although apparently you did shrug. No, I, I didn't. <laughs> I, only, okay. I No, I did. I beat the final boss without cheesing because I couldn't figure out a way to not cheese it. I was, it was very late and I was very tired, so I cannot explicate on how I did that. But I just, th I think I just got lucky and I didn't get locked into uh, their combo too many times. Like, I think that's, I think the entire trick there is get lucky and don't get locked into their fucking um, life bar depleting ultra combo too many times. That's it. Yeah, I also beat that boss in the Japanese version. It was literally just, I got lucky. I beat the sewer, the first sewer boss in the Japanese version uh, pretty quickly without cheesing, which uh, it wiped out like the first time I played when I was not aware of the cheesing strategies, the US version, it like wiped me out in about 30 seconds. Uh, so yeah, big difference, mostly because it just moves too fast in order to be able to respond to it in any way other than constantly slide kicking it. It like emerges from the water and then it immediately lurches into a punch or a clawing attack that is has a greater reach than your punch, whereas you actually have space and time to get close to it and start punching it so you can stunlock it in the Japanese version. Oh, that's so much better, because that sewer boss, I hated it. I ended up figuring out I could do it without taking damage if I just did slide kicks, but that's like, that's like carving out Mount Rushmore with a fucking toothpick. It takes so, so long. I just, I would get bored <laughs> and have to like do something else or I would lose my mind and then I would die. I feel yeah. like uh, one of the worst uh, things about this game is there's this uh, moment about halfway through where you realize the developers never expected anyone to get this far. It just turns into an endless slog of uh, identical hallways where you are just fighting the same sets of enemies forever. In the... the uh spaceship level i'm like okay this is the end of the game it has to be the end of the game because they just yeah i thought it was the last throwing <laughs> there's no way that they would do this unless it's some sort of final gauntlet and then there's another level which isn't as bad <laughs> the last level is not nearly as bad the last boss is terrible but it's not oh yeah the last level feels almost like a victory lap until you get to the boss yeah some of these levels in this game don't even have bosses. They just give you like 20 minutes of fighting normal enemies on the same screen and then the level ends. Yeah, that's the worst boss is when you have to fight a bunch of those. They're not face huggers, but they're the other fuckers. Chest bursters. Chest bursters. Yeah, you have to kill about 45 of them. <laughs> and it's just slide left, slide right, slide left, slide right. Hope you don't get hit, motherfucker. Like, it's the worst. Uh, that's only in the U.S. version. That's another one of the things I guess we can talk about. Gun Stage 3 is completely different between the two games. And I... 
Auto Tiger can probably cover it better than I can because I don't remember anything anymore. I feel bad because I didn't actually get around to trying that. I tried a like a sampling of different levels in the Japanese version, but I couldn't remember which number that was, and so oh, okay. I didn't actually play it, unfortunately. Well, I'll try I... to go from memory then. Uh, basically, in the Japanese version, instead of going through the waterfall basin or whatever, you're going through uh, city streets. Uh, and the cutting room floor suggests that maybe they changed it uh, so that there's no implication that any people died uh, in this world. And yeah. that is hilarious because the background of the level that you play in the U.S. version features literal human corpses that have their chests exploded. <laughs> so that's not right. And then they explode at you mid-level. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so uh, in that level, the final boss, instead of being an endless flood of chest bursters, which I actually didn't don't think I encountered any chest bursters in the Japanese version. I think those were US exclusive. Uh, oh, well, that's probably good. So instead of that, you just fight an endless flood of like the small xenomorphs, two at a time. Two of them show up, you have to kill them. Two more show up, you have to kill them until the overall boss life bar is depleted. Okay, so same idea, but with different enemies. I mean, so that sounds much took better. Way though. longer. Oh, God. So and every it's... other fight in the game. Yeah. It's just oh. every other fight in the game, except you don't move around at all because it's just this final uh, screen. This game is so fucking miserable. So I, I put on cheat codes in the last level so that the I wouldn't get hurt by anything. I mean, it still hit me, but I wouldn't get hurt by it. And I could use the ultimate laser thing to without getting hurt, and it also charged faster. Okay, so this should have been a, like so much faster. But it turns out the ultimate laser thing, just based on the time of the animation, does less damage per second of real time than than just doing it the cheesy regular laser way. It was just there's nothing anything that makes this game take a second longer is a change for the worst. I, I'm not usually as negative about games, but I really hated this game. It's a miserable fucking game. <laughs> this game is worse than Tetris 2. Well, uh, yeah, that's because Tetris 2 is great. Tetris 2 has grown on me. This game is kind of, uh, it feels like uh, it's part of that uh, trend of mid-90s cash-in licensed games uh, that are designed just to get kids to rent them and not be able to finish them in a single playthrough, so they end up having to rent them again and again or just buy a copy. Like, it's basically an anti-rental device, this entire game. Yeah, it just, it really... It's bad. Okay, did anybody encounter the, the, the green orbs in the circular cages? That's yes. What? what do those do? Because I literally couldn't pick it up, ever. That's the uh, fucking cloak thing. Oh, that's so weird because I would I would go over it. I'd stand over it. Couldn't pick it up. Just He refused. So maybe I, ha I, I was using the same version as everybody else, so I don't fucking know. That's weird. He wanted an honorable hunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he just started using the laser over and over and over again. I played this the opposite of a predator. I was the least honorable hunter. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. If predators only fight 
like honorably and stuff which we know from the movie predator why do they use lasers at all against aliens which don't have lasers because they're they're rednecks they're they're rich rednecks who think that fighting honorably is killing your prey with highly technically advanced weaponry that they cannot understand don't pick don't pick it up he only he didn't kill you cuz you're not armed it's that like the actual the code of the predator in the first movie seems to be if you have a weapon I can shoot you with a laser chunk, a plasma gun from like 200 meters away while I'm cloaked. Yeah, exactly. If you're holding, if you're holding a gun and have no idea, I'm there. Yep. <laughs> and it, it's the same as somebody going out to Africa being like, you know, lions are dangerous. They have big teeth. This is honorable. So I'm going to take my 300 Nitro Express and shoot them from 200 yards away. Um, I have another sound effect note to mention uh, that I think Villain would have mentioned, so I'm bringing it up for them. Um, They were talking in the chat about how, okay, whenever you kill an alien in this, uh, they make a sound effect that, to me, sounds kind of like the noise that the little chestburster makes right when it appears in Alien 1. But uh, Villain was saying it sounds like uh, cartoon kissing noises, which I, I totally could see. So this kind of fits right into that uh, Big Beef Boy Affection Simulator 1993 thing we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 okay, here's another dumb thing about cheating. The aliens make the noise when they're dying uh, every time you hit them with a laser. So that was another thing is I was trying to tell when they were dead by the sound they made off screen and I couldn't. So that was another annoying thing about cheating. Cheating made the game worse. It wasn't harder, but it was more more annoying in the exact same ways it was before, which I guess is standard, but like, I don't know. I don't know. I hate this game. Um. Oh, I had another thing that I thought was interesting. This game does screen shake a lot. Um, so every time, you know, one of the aliens lands on the ground, this whole screen fucking shakes. I actually liked that. I thought it gave a real sense of weight to them. Um, and that was nice. So that was a thing. But in the, in the, in the level with the elevator, the, the screen shake is replaced with just the elevator wobbling for a bit. So that was stupid. It's, I just wondered why, just to remind you that that's going to move someday. Just because they could. Just because. Just because. Just because. Why not? Um, what else do we have for gun? Uh, Nothing. Yeah. It's just really kludgy and slow. And it's not the Capcom game. So why does it exist? Yeah, this game, I think, I kind of figured this game was supposed to be a port of the arcade game or was made to trick people into thinking it was a port of the arcade game, but it came before the arcade game. So it's just, uh, you know, it's just an artifact of a licensing deal gone wrong about a movie license and comic book that already kind of sucked. Every sequel to Alien and Predator has been worse than the original in some major way so this is just a long tradition of that happening i think we can say of the aliens versus predator franchise as a whole that it's a licensing deal gone horribly awry yeah it's just it's just a foul flower 
blooming constantly into smellier and smellier fields. It's a nightmare. And uh, I'm glad that nothing alien versus predator related has come out in a while, I guess. Yeah. But let's talk about our very next topic, which is, oh, no, it's Salaryman Corner. Dun, dun, dun. Gas. Salaryman Corner. Corner, corner, corner. Um, this time, in our Salaryman Corner, which if you've never listened to an episode before, um, <laughs> which I'd be surprised, um, where we talk about pachinko games and other shit games that people made for the Super Nintendo because I don't want them to be on the main podcast. This time we talked about a Mahjong game called No Mark Baku Haito. Oh, fuck me. Shisho Saikyo no Jakushitatsu. It's based on a comic book and i didn't play it and i didn't watch a video so everybody else can talk about it for a while uh i watched a video i searched the name of the game and i found some direct link in google to a video it you know the same way they display their youtube links except the video was just like a wmv file or something that was hosted on this website uh that i forget the name of but i'd never heard of it and when i tried to go to the homepage, it just had a login prompt so there's some mysterious website that's hosting videos of salaryman corner games but (laughs) (laughs) but uh the video was emulated terribly i mean it was like they didn't use an accuracy core or whatever it was like slowing down and speeding up so the music sounded awful um the game's ugly uh it has no the game is not ugly look at the fucking sprite it's super (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, okay, it has a really good character select screen where all the different characters you can be are hanging out in a lounge together, and you have a little cursor, and you can select the one who's hanging out the best, and you get to play as them, so I do appreciate that. Those also, this is kind of a bad Mahjong game just because the controls are bad. Yeah, it, you played a whole round of Mahjong, didn't you? Yeah, I played all the... I, I like Mahjong. I found that I've actually... I, I enjoy the genre of games. Um, I guess if I had to offer, like, one criticism that, like, uh, other Mahjong games typically do better, uh, other Mahjong games uh, typically, like, alert you to, like, uh, things you can do uh, when the option becomes available. Like, uh, you can declare uh, Richie or... Uh, Pawn or run or pawn uh, as soon as that's like feasible with uh, the hand you have and I'm not going to explain what any of that means because just learn how to play Mahjong it's not that hard <laughs> uh, this one doesn't this this one just like expects you to be able to like read the board state flawlessly the entire time mm, that's annoying which, which is especially bad because the tiles are so low resolution that I could like hardly read them it seems not good. The the Dark Souls of Mahjong games. Yep. Uh, but the <laughs> sprite work is great, and there's like a lot of animations during the Mahjong matches of the different sprites like talking to each other. Uh, there are voice samples in this game, so I don't know. It's pretty cool to like watch, I guess, just because it's so eccentric aesthetically. Also, they have sex. 
They what? don't have sex. Ha ha ha. That's a joke. No, this I isn't that this game. Mahjong game that we played that one time. No, this is actually very clean looking. Um, I just want to say it's based on a manga that Giant Bomb has translated the name of as Unmarked Burst Tile Gathering, which I cannot imagine is anything close to a real translation. I don't know. That actually sounds probably 100% correct, given <laughs> how little I actually understand the depths of Mahjong. <laughs> so that's that's that game. I, I skipped. I actually skipped a game on my random list of, of Celery Man games because it was a pachinko game, but that it required a special pachinko controller that you couldn't even start the game without uh, unless it was plugged in. So just that's a thing to know that exists. And yeah, so you know, I've been, uh, I've been thinking that one of these days, one of these salary man corner games is going to turn out to be a frog fractions. And the problem is that was probably the one. <laughs> the very first uh, Mahjong game we played was a frog fractions. Cause it had like an entire RPG quest where you're navigating a Mahjong tower. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yep. Yep. There was a lot of that. <laughs> Um, okay, but I think that's that's all for this game. We're going to keep this one nice and brief because I didn't play it and I don't care. Um, so, hi, Sakarina. We did a, we did a, uh, uh, a Salary Man Corner. You're welcome. So let's move on to our next topic, which is investigation. Our waiter already did that. Um, so investigation, this is where we talk about text we found in the game, things we found outside of the game, and other things too. So uh, I want to kick this off with my favorite quote from Alien vs. Predator, the game. But it's going to take me a second to get there, so hold on. Okay, I'll read my favorite quote in the meantime. Um, mine was, and hey, maybe it's the same one. The aliens may have been... Oh, sorry, this is it. Okay. The aliens had made a hive at the base of the waterfall. A number of human victims could still be rescued. As if the predators cared. Yeah, that's the one! <laughs> As if the predators cared. It's so 90s, like, whatever, mom. <laughs> like, As so if. As if. <laughs> I love that. Well, that might be because these predators might be teenagers like the teenage predators in the movie Alien vs. Predator. I don't think this movie follows is in line with the canon of the movie Alien vs. Predator. Because at the end of this, there is a line. I don't have it up. I don't have the script up. I'm sorry. I'm not doing my due diligence about how interesting this new prey was and how maybe they'll find it someday. Whereas the movie Alien vs. Predator is some dumb ancient alien shit where the Predators have a fucking pyramid at the South Pole where they have been going to blood new Predators for generations, for thousands of years, for millions of years. Earth is their old and ancient hunting grounds, and when it was once a verdant, very, very warm place, 
they were seeding aliens here. So we've got wow. a canon problem, folks. In the original Aliens versus Predator comic, uh, uh, the Predators did seed worlds with alien eggs uh, that they would use to create hunts for themselves. It was a kind of safari tourism racket that Predators engaged in. And uh, this all went horribly awry when uh, they seeded uh, a planet with uh, alien, with xenomorph eggs, but there were humans on the planet already. So what you're saying is, what you're saying is that the people who made this game didn't even bother to look at the small amount of Alien versus Predator canon that had been established up to the point of its creation. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, of course, Aliens versus Predator was, like, as a franchise was canonized by Predator 2, featuring a xenomorph skull at the end of the movie. That... That reminds me of something about this franchise. It always feels like it's more in canon with Predator than Alien. Yeah, it doesn't have the feel of an Alien movie. It doesn't have any of the like big lore, capital B, capital L, of an Alien movie. It's just basically like, the Predators are here and the Aliens are the prey. I think that's just... I think, like, in the movies, that's a fucking consequence of we don't want to spend enough money to make a space movie so we're going to set it in the modern day and the balance in the fucking comics swings wildly depending on who's making it I would like to highlight some more of the writing in this game so we were just talking about the ending so the ending is All races in the galaxy owed the Predators a debt which could never be replayed. The Predators didn't care for thanks, however. It had been a glorious hunt. Perhaps more of this new and interesting prey would someday be found on another planet. Dot dot dot. New and interesting prey. Uh, Can't believe this. The also had the very good line, The Predators were in search of big game. They had been thinking to hunt humans, but now they would be up against more challenging prey. And to be fair, a- the xenomorphs are much more challenging prey than humans. I'll buy that. I don't know. Uh, xenomorphs typically have lost against predators, but uh, humans usually triumph against uh, predators. So I don't know. That's that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Also, xenomorphs don't have uh, nuclear bombs because that's what that would be the thing. Like if there was a predator, like a, like let's say a hundred predators descended on New York City and they were just murdering everybody. There would be a point where it'd just be like, oops, we set off a bunch of bombs. Aliens just and, like murder. Typically, and humans have been able to tame uh, what is canonically to the uh, alien universe the most dangerous predator of all, the owl. <laughs> this is true. If you, okay, Tulpa, can you explain why you've been talking about owls since the beginning of this podcast? Uh, Shrug showed me uh, a comic. Uh, I don't remember the name of the comic already, even though I read it. Aliens, Aliens Apocalypse, The Destroying Angels, written and covers by Mark Schultz, the creator of Xenozoic Tales, better known 
to the wider public as Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Yes. <gasps> and ah. uh, this Aliens comic uh, frequently features an owl attacking a, a xenomorph on the covers. Uh, and this xenomorph is fucked up in the head. You yeah, can tell I don't uh, know how to deal with this owl. And in the comic itself, it's established that owls are naturally much better predators than uh, anyone could have imagined. Uh, the owl starts hunting xeno uh, hunting xenomorphs by the end. Like it doesn't like kill them or anything, but it is able to like disable and distract a xenomorph by itself with no human guidance. So the owl mm -hmm. is literally the only creature that can uh, uh, outhunt anything. Can you imagine if predators tried to get owl DNA into their system? I'm just you... thinking I would so watch a movie that's just owls flying around fucking up xenomorphs for like three hours. That would be <laughs> so good. The only reason that anyone survives, any human survives in this comic is the owl running interference. It gets like a wing injury, but it takes on a xenomorph that is depicted as roughly 37 times its size, and it can't land any more than a tiny nick. Yeah, the, uh, the owl is kind of like the A-10 warthog of uh, anti-xenomorph uh, interference. Uh, I also, so long as we're talking about this comic, I just want to say that Aliens Apocalypse Destroying Angels... Uh, maybe provided the basis for Prometheus, now that I've read it. Um, oh, this actually some... seems to be a common consensus amongst uh, people who've read the comic. It's actually highly regarded as far as Aliens comics goes. I don't think it's very good, but I guess within the scope yeah. of Aliens comics. I think that um, I like what they did with the idea I mean, there's too much text in it. I like what they did with the ancient ideas, aliens idea, more than what old Ridley did with it. And there's an owl. I can say that. Yes. Why uh, wasn't there an owl, Ridley Scott? If you were going to rip anything off from this comic book, why didn't you rip off the owl? You could have tied it back into Blade Runner. You could have had a beautiful universe. You know oh, you yeah. want you know you want to connect your universes. Yeah, we do know that the owl you die. The, the owl is the most powerful being in Blade Runner, so yeah. Look, 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 look. He wanted to make a horror movie. You can't make a horror movie if you have an invincible protagonist like an owl. Imagine if the ship on Prometheus, they just had a, a whole room of the ship that was a great big owl roost, and when the aliens attacked, they just <laughs> let loose the owls. Let loose the owls! We are safe! <laughs> the only things that have defeated aliens in the movies I've watched have been uh, flamethrowers, robots, owls, apparently, and uh, breezes. Just a big old, big old wind. A big old wind kills one of those aliens. <laughs> yeah, it's because aliens weigh about four pounds maximum, uh, because uh, they don't really eat much uh, before they grow into a full-size uh, xenomorph. So they I... come out as a chestburster that weighs at most four pounds, because all it had to eat was like some of the lungs and heart before it burst out. 
No, no, no. I want to. I want to say. I think that you could explain xenomorph biology if they have something similar to the plant life cycle, where they can actually take the carbon or some other element out of the air and turn it into the solid matter that they use for their body. So you, oh, they don't. Oh shit! I this gives me a thought. What if there was a new alien movie where uh, global warming has advanced? And people are trying to do carbon capture. Wayland Yutani, headed by <gasps> an Elon Musk figure, is doing carbon capture by putting aliens on the surface of the Earth. Yes! <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, and as we all know, uh, global warming is caused by predators because uh, predators need hot environments to survive. <laughs> this is just alien versus predator on a very large scale. <laughs> this is beautiful. Aliens versus predator, hunting grounds. The hunting maybe, grounds are Earth. Maybe, maybe predators. They're Earth. Maybe the predators are trying to do global warming so they can destroy owl habitats because they know owls are the only thing that can beat them consistently. We yeah, can't, owls this, are hunting them. This is like Ellis. this is like signs, except instead of water, it's owls. The only thing that so, protects us is owls. I mean, I mean, haven't you watched Legends of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul? They're no. called Guardians in the title of the movie. Zack <laughs> Snyder's magnum opus? I would <laughs> say, in real life, the only reason we haven't been invaded by aliens was that we had owls here to protect everyone. I think it's true. I Thank, thank you, owls. Thank so, you, owls. Who's going to tweet at Zack Snyder, uh, Aliens versus Predator versus the Owls of Kahul with the S's replaced with dollar signs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, what else? <laughs> Anything else for investigation? I, yeah. I will hmm. Go ahead, Jagger. I, I have something very important to share, which is the existence that I have already mentioned of Mindhunter, Aliens versus Predator versus Wishblade versus the Darkness, which is a comic where there is... A, where there is a lady predator and there is a lady predator ass featured in it because it's a witchblade comic. Oh, God. What is sexual dimorphism like in a species that seems like it might be amphibian-like? Do predators have cloacas? <laughs> yes. Let's talk about cloacas, actually, because I feel like that's a subject that has come up in multiple select button guy Dan. Oh, so they just so they just go with the old, no matter what, no matter what, they're just like mammalian. Okay, I get it now. Well, it's quite a headdress. I, I, we're never going to explain why select button is obsessed with the cloaca. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah, the predator lady. That's the predator lady you posted? She has breasts, yeah. right? Is that what we're yeah. getting at? Okay, well, that sucks. It, it kind of looks like the person who was drawing this definitely had a foot fetish. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm my eye is less drawn to the ass and more drawn to the foot, and I think that says more about the artist than me. It varies page, page by page in this. Some, some pages are very ass-heavy. Do you, th do you think uh, uh, the artist decided to entertain uh, himself by playing uh, uh, fetish roulette? Every page, <laughs> he asked a different fetish. No matter what, somebody's going to jerk off to this comic, so I might as well try to satisfy them all. Well, I've already saved all the fetishes. The 
<laughs> I think I think this is since this is an quote unquote indie comic that might have even been published by Image at this point. This is because the artist had a rivalry with Rob Liefeld, who couldn't draw feet. So they're showing how good they are at drawing feet. There we go. That's it. That's the explanation. I've already saved these images to my hard drive, so I am good for the <laughs> week. Um, uh, so, going off of the uh, release of uh, this uh, alien, or this uh, Predator versus Witchblade Darkness, whatever, uh, I did compile a list of all of the things aliens and predators have fought uh, and often lost against. Can, can so, you illuminate us? I want to hear the. I list. just, I, I just want before you start. I want to mention one of the ones that I read, courtesy my local library system, as uh, a young shrug, and that was Batman versus Predator. Batman, Beautiful. Batman versus Predator. Yeah, ba- Batman is just Predator. Batman has fought both the Predator and Aliens. But Batman is just Predator. Like and at I just... one point he wrote uh he fought both of them. Except oh, fact, fuck. there is a popular uh fan film from uh the early aughts uh that is a live action uh adaptation of Batman versus the Joker versus uh Aliens versus Predator. Oh yeah, he, he, it's a whole. It's like a bodybuilder, and I remember when this came out distinctly because everyone was so so fucking hype about this. I was twenty. I, I remember. Yeah, I was in a very specific life situation at the time. I know it was twenty years old. Batman like beats Joker up, and then they have like Joker, rah, Batman. Ha! I can't do things with my voice now. My throat's fucked up. And then after suddenly an alien and a predator show up and uh, it's supposed to be exciting and the internet went crazy. It was made by some like makeup effects people. I don't know. Like this is how Batman should be done. <laughs> and um, come everywhere. This is- come everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of come everywhere. I can't wait. <laughs> These are just the crossovers limited to uh, people who have encountered uh, aliens and predators. And I'm leaving a few out, I think. Uh, Judge Dredd, Batman, Superman, the entire JLA, the Justice League of America, (laughs) um, the Green Lantern Corps, uh, in which many Green Lanterns died, so that one's technically non-canon. Tarzan, (laughs) <laughs> you said that one before the the cast and that's still funny <laughs> Witchblade uh, The Darkness uh, The Wildcats which is some crappy image superhero team I believe Yes uh, The Terminator uh, which Aliens vs. Predator vs. The Terminator is much worse than it sounds somehow it's one of the worst comics I've read <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Archie. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Ar- wait, yeah, wait. Archie versus Predator. I forgot about that. There had Archie. to be an Archie. As a note, because I did read that one as well, uh, and then I wrote a brief fan fiction about it in the style of 
a feast unknown because that's me. Do you mean I thought it was Tarzan? We mean Tarzan. Um, Tarzan versus Predator is set in Pellucidar. So, what? Is Pellucidar is the hollow earth setting of, um, yes. Yeah, what the what the hell? I'm surprised they never did John Carter versus Alien versus Predator. I don't think people are as slap happy with that particular license. Especially what about the movie. Shadow versus the Predator? Uh, oh, what was the guy? Fuck. The Phantom. The Phantom versus Slams Evil, aka the Predator. Wait, 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 wait. I got one. I got, I got, I got one. Neo versus Constantine versus John Wick versus Predator versus the bus from Speed. Oh, I would probably read that. They're all on the bus from Speed. So they yeah. work together and not fight. Because if it slows down, they're all going to die. <laughs> versus Devil's Advocate. <laughs> So, given the... Versus Bill and Ted. Versus 47 Ronin. (laughs) Versus Owls. Versus Jonathan Harker. (laughs) And versus the the character Keanu Reeves plays in Dracula. (laughs) That's Jonathan Harker. Oh, yeah, that's what you said. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, sorry. Um... (laughs) Versus the Allie McBeal dancing baby. Oh, no. Versus the bad guy in Man of Tai Chi. Versus what? Who is in this movie called Something's Gotta Give? Is that fucking Jack Nicholson? What is this movie? Versus Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, there we go. Versus aren't there dolphins in Johnny Mnemonic? Cyber dolphin. Versus cyber dolphins. The end. Versus Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. (laughs) Versus that dark that dark scanner. That dark scanner from a scanner darkly. It's a dark scanner. Versus Johnny Utah. <laughs> Versus the rich kid from my own private Idaho who's just kind of, you know, being gay was just sort of a phase for me. I'm I'm sorry, River Phoenix. I need my dad's money. I need my dad's <laughs> money. Do you think that the two killers from Funny Games could beat the alien? Uh... You know, I don't think that the alien is susceptible to monologuing. Let's <laughs> let's get real here. How many times have people not beaten the alien? Oh, funny games. I read I read about this movie on Wikipedia and decided I couldn't watch it. Okay. I think we're it's like what Tulpa said about how humans always eventually beat the predator. We have to consider that we always encounter the predator and the alien and human centric um, narratives that focus on the characters that eventually beat them. Like the predator in the original movie, it kills a, an early special forces team of like six dudes. And then it kills Schwarzenegger's entire team. And then it, almost kills Arnold, and it would have killed Arnold, except it has to do its own flexing alien machismo. It's like, it kills so many people, it just fails to kill Arnold. Like... This is true. We only killed one predator. Yeah. Like, Um, the the icon of of human beef. 
barely <laughs> managed to kill one predator after it was on a kill streak of a dozen plus people. Well, what about uh, what about the man with the enormous pants? <laughs> I Danny didn't think Glover's that not as powerful, but his like he's obviously been doing a lot of squats, and his pants are enormous, which is a power multiplier. And that predator kills. It's a much more complicated movie, so it's hard to keep track of how many people the predator killed. But I'm going to say by the rule of, hmm, by the rule, he kills Gary Busey. That's like killing five people. He kills at least two dozen gang members. Predator kills roughly 700 people. And then Danny Glover barely kills a predator. But Danny There's... Glover is not exactly the strongest. Uh... But he has thick and juicy glutes in those pants. Do you think his he keeps a live blue. owl in his pants? He probably has an owl nestled against each butt cheek, and that's why he needs such enormous pants. So he has an owl multiplier. <laughs> he has a double owl multiplier. He has the world's largest slacks, which give him untold powers. All of that was barely enough to finally kill one predator. I have a serious question. Why? Okay, has the alien or the predator ever like in any media fought the thing and if not why not is it because james carpenter john carpenter has uh um what's the word uh taste playstation too much no he just loves playstation too much and can't be bothered (laughs) he just doesn't (laughs) want to get off the couch Segway back to video games. The thing I have been wondering after compiling this list of immediate crossovers, not even like extended crossovers where these characters cross over with others, uh, why has there not been like a 90s stupid and edgy Smash Bros themed around the Aliens versus Predator universe? You could literally have anything in that game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you including could, you could have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus uh, Predator. That's so good. Who versus has the it? beach ball? The beach ball from Dark Star. Yeah. Versus the Beach Boys, probably. If we've got Archie in there, the Beach Boys have definitely been in that. Right? I would assume. I assume that is true. That feels like an Archie crossover. <laughs> The Predator was a DLC character for Mortal Kombat 10. So then you've got all the Mortal Kombat characters! Yep. Like, that's... Having all the Mortal Kombat characters fight Alien versus Predator is the most aesthetically sensical thing ever. Yeah, Scorpion I mean, it, like, does a perfect, hmm. like, acclaim-style 90s grimdark bullshit. Mortal Kombat versus Terminator versus Alien versus Predator versus Robocop. Versus Turok versus Shadow Man versus Exo Manowar. Versus Judge Dredd versus uh uh fuck. Uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> I already said. Versus versus the reboot of Magnus the Robot Fighter versus Steel Harbinger versus yeah, I pronounce it like that. I don't. I don't care. You can't come up, come to get me. I'm on the other side of the internet. I'm safe. 
Oh, God. Um, okay. <laughs> Versus Usagi Yojimbo. Oh, no. <laughs> who was this... in space at one point. Cut to 20 years later. <laughs> We've named every fictional character Versus that has ever been exploration. Can I have an observation about this movie and crossovers in general? No. Yes, you may. <laughs> so the thing that's hard to to not the thing I noticed while watching Alien versus Predator is while it is not unprecedented to do movie crossovers as the Universal monster movies once did, it is it definitely feels to me that the existence of Alien versus Predator and Freddy versus Jason marked the turning point that eventually led to the Marvel movies. That is movies that existed at the nexus of several movies, right? Like I feel like we get because we got Alien versus Predator, that was probably the seed of why Marvel thought you could make an Avengers movie. And I think Alien versus Predator is responsible for the current cinematic landscape. I hate that idea so much, but I don't I at the very least it was a sign of where things were going, right? Like we need sequels to sequels to sequels for people yeah. to pay attention to us. <laughs> like, it can't be anything new. But new? What's new? I don't know what that even that word means. Like Alien versus Predator exists as a marketing object more than a film. It doesn't have yeah. a yeah. It doesn't have a story. It just has a whole bunch of badass scenes Paul W. S. Anderson wanted to put in a movie that were like, nerds want to see this, right? And it was sort of a test run, possibly by accident, for nerds want to see a whole bunch of things nerds like fight each other and just be in the same movie at a time. And it made money. It made money once, but it you know, like maybe not as much money as they wanted but it did make money same with uh freddy versus jason i watched that movie yeah and like which also kind of makes more sense than alien versus predator in a lot of ways but anyway um i got that movie from the library like yeah the point is alien <laughs> thanks versus predator... usb <laughs> well, it was it was me the librarian <laughs> <laughs> made sure there's a copy of uh, Freddy vs. Jason in every single library. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I think Alien vs. Predator is a harbinger of, was a harbinger of modern media. I think, yeah, it I'm was... I'm was... to say harbinger differently. Like, each of us will have our own pronunciation of that word, and none of us will be right. It was, it was a harbinger of... Of the modern media landscape, it was the dark clouds before the storm that was watching Ant-Man and feeling nothing. Feeling nothing. I have never felt anything less than when I watched Ant-Man. I, I feel say, nothing. I agree with Automatic Tiger's thesis, but I would also say that maybe the Marvel movies are like... Uh, the three hairbringers of the Marvel movies were uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Rings... Uh, Freddy versus Jason, Alien versus Predator, and uh, Snakes on a Plane. Those are the four, yes. I would say. The four. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Can you elaborate on the latter two, because I think I see where you're going, but I think our yeah. audience. Snakes uh, on a Plane, like, that nerdy more... meme phenomenon, you know. Yeah, writing on a title. Yeah. Uh, I also want to suggest that maybe Marvel movies were also at least a little influenced by the terrible editorial pro uh, uh, processes that made Marvel Comics what they are today. A bunch of unnecessary crossovers and events that everyone hates. Oh, God. Alien vs. Predator as an idea started with Dark Horse. That was a comics idea. This is where it started with, like, there were comics crossovers, but 
this is the first big comics crossover that made it to a movie. That's Although, true. That's a the, really good point. The sort of the way that they do things storytelling wise in the Marvel movies to be paint things with an extremely broad brush, how they interweave references to other films uh, that culminated in fucking infinity war, which made like had 18 or whatever movies before it and makes absolutely no concessions to a new viewer you absolutely have to watch the other movies in order to make any sense of what is happening. It's like you invest yourself in this motherfucker. So, and there's always going to be some sort of thread dangling that won't pay off until the next movie. So you feel sort of like, yeah, I'm going to watch that next movie the same way that comics will have massive cross title fucking events that's been the entirety of the marvel cinematic universe is i think what tulpa is getting at uh, at and in conclusion comics were the duck amok of movies it's like a lifestyle <laughs> brand like good. the marvel movies are a lifestyle brand that you have to buy into and like subscribe to basically and you know what the worst part is? I watched Iron Man again recently, and I got, got into that movie. <laughs> I got into it. I was like, this asshole. I fucking hate him. Well, this movie's that's, all right, though. That's because that movie is before they knew they could pull this off. So it just had to be... Like, that is one of the last movies of the old-style, like, 2000 superhero movie. They just put one dangling hook that people were like, that'd be cool if it paid off. Because a lot of those older movies did, but they never paid them off. Iron Man's just when it paid off. Sam Jackson doesn't show up until the end. Yeah, like, he hey. shows up at the post credit scene. <laughs> and he says, I'm sick and tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. And on that note, I think we got it. We're, we're, we're buttoning up against that two hours. So uh, let's go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> OSP's typing in chat. This is long. Um, <laughs> let's talk about our final topic, which is, of course, Revelation. So in Revelation, we do our bottom line reviews of the game, and uh, I will start it off with Aliens. Alien vs. Predator was the, <laughs> was the Harry Binger of <laughs> terrible crossover multimedia death knells. Alien vs. Predator is working at a Chick-fil-A restaurant as a teenager, and every Thursday you have to put on a huge mascot suit of a photorealistic bipedal cow, and you get barraged constantly by a stream of little children trying to punch you in the balls. <laughs> uh, Fox's marketing department said it first, and then I repeated it, and now I'm going to repeat it again. Uh, Alien vs. Predator, whoever wins, you lose. <laughs> yep yep i i accidentally stumbled across that line again a little bit earlier because i was like 
trying to think of the easiest possible way to describe Alien versus Predator, and that's literally it. That must have taken five seconds for them to come up with. That was the tagline for the fucking movie. Yeah, that's. I remembered how they, that. How like, did they not realize what would happen when people saw the tagline for this movie that was terrible? <laughs> oh god. That uh, Chick Fil A thing. That that Chick Fil A thing really happened to a friend of mine too. It was bad. Oh Jesus oh, Christ! God. Alien vs. Predator is a rhythm game where all the songs are made of screaming, and you only have one button. Alien vs. Predator is a fighting game missing all but two of its characters. <laughs> Alien vs. Predator is a fighting game missing all but two of its moves as well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Alien vs. Predator is going to a garage sale in your neighborhood, but the only thing they have left is at the very bottom of a cardboard box, just some, like, soaked-through, basement-damaged uh, Alien comics. <laughs> Alien vs. Predator is going to the Fortnite festival, and they only have four computers, and you have to pay to play a free-to-play game in a park. Alien vs. Predator made me have fond thoughts about the video game Exosquad. Oh god. <laughs> Alien Crossover. Versus Alien vs. Predator is uh, buying a VHS tape from the uh, Goodwill and watching it, expecting to see a letterboxed edition of Alien and finding someone's uh, uh, teenage attempt at uh, uh, mashing up all of their favorite franchises together in a very underwhelming way. Alien vs. Predator er, is still better than Alien vs. Predator, the movie. Oh, no, it's not. Aliens vs. <laughs> yes, Predator is brands tweeting at each other on Twitter. <laughs> Alien vs. Predator promises to take you to Pellucidar, there to meet Tarzan, but instead you just meet Doc Savage at his soaring skyscraper. And he does brain surgery on you to remove your criminal tendencies. What? Anyway, <laughs> shout out to all the Philip Jose Farmer fans. <laughs> wow, is, was that a reference to Riverworld? No. Uh, because was... honestly, Riverworld was heavily influenced by uh, John Kendrick Baines, an 18th, uh, 19th century author who wrote uh, franchise mashups before they were cool. Oh wow! Oh, I was just going going through a very circular route through uh, Tarzan versus Predator back to a feast unknown, but <laughs> just being a shrug here. Um, oh. Alien versus Predator is a joke that owls tell each other. <laughs> alien versus Predator is having an alien action figure and a Predator action figure, but you're 36 and you have to pay the bills and you make them fight each other, but you just you're just not into it and you don't feel anything at all and you're really worried about all of the things that you have to do tomorrow because it's Sunday and you don't have any groceries and you got to buy some food, but you don't really want to do that and you keep smacking these plastic toys together over and over waiting for something to happen, waiting for an emotion and nothing comes Haley, especially yourself oh, 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 <laughs> come everywhere aliens versus predator is not the capcom arcade game and i'm very sorry 
personally. That's a good game. Play yeah, it sometime. I, I play it sometime. Thought... Tiger. <laughs> you should play it sometime. It's it's good. I I have played it sometime. It's good, I... isn't it? Yeah, it's it's real good. <laughs> I liked it a lot when I was a kid. I have very fond memories. I played it in an arcade we've both been to, though at different times. Anyway, you were saying? Yes, yeah, I, I was just gonna say I I would like to formally apologize for ever thinking this game was developed by Capcom because I assumed that since it was an Alien vs Predator beat 'em up, it had to be Capcom. I would like to apologize to anyone I've said that to. This was not Capcom, and Capcom is not responsible for this and shouldn't be punished as such. <laughs> All right, I think any other bottom lines before we we close this one out. Alien vs Predator is. Uh a GURPS game you were invited to in high school that you didn't have the heart to say no to. Alien, <laughs> Alien vs. Predator is the imitation crab meat of xenomorph meat? <laughs> I really like that one because I really like imitation crab meat. Um, <laughs> Alright, I think that's it for this podcast. Um, Thank you, everybody, for hunting down this prey with me and and blowing it up honorably with our laser guns. Uh, hey, everybody, where can people find you if they want more of you? Uh, I'm Shrug. I'm on the forums as Shrug. I am on Twitter as at Shrugopolis. I am on No Rangers Allowed, being a dwarf who uh, kind of worships a penile son thing but is having a religious crisis right now and despite that i do not ever talk about come everywhere it's not normally a thing i do <laughs> and i can promise that if nothing else i am telpa you can find me at uh memorial telpa on twitter uh you can buy a tabletop rpg i wrote last earlier this month uh on itch also, uh, Memorius Talpa, the game is called Armistice. Play it, it's good. Uh, and you can uh, listen to me, uh, Dungeon Master, No Rangers Allowed, uh, where I uh, never mention uh, the creative forces of Dragon Seeds. I'm Automatic Tiger. You can find me as Automatic Tiger on Twitter and on Automatic Tiger in the Select Button forums. On this very podcast feed you're listening to, you can also hear the exciting Snake Exploration spinoff podcast, The Book of Mega Drive. And if you want to find out more about that podcast, you can go to Book of Mega Drive if on uh, Twitter. I We already had our first episode and you probably heard it. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you enjoy future episodes. I'm one second before, also called that on the selectbutton.net forums. I have not been on the first book of Mega Drive, but I hope to be on another one soon. Um, I just released a documentary, feature length. Uh, well, actually, it's 69 minutes, which kind of happened by accident. Nice, 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 nice. So that's out. Uh, it's called Sarasota Half and Dream. You can see it for free at sarasotamovie.com or pay me $6 for bonus features that include my cinematographer's dad not having any idea what ants are or how they work and trying <laughs> to feed. He tried to feed one bananas and he thought that it had eight legs and that it was a flea. So <laughs> you can see footage of this for $6. 
I I have to I have to watch that at some point. I am going to do that. I think this week because I've been meaning to. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this for a while because you've been talking it's about finally it. out. Yeah, fuck yeah! All right. Um. <laughs> oh, and yeah, do listen to the last episode that released. It, it would have been the uh, Book of Mega Drive thing. If you skipped it, you're missing out. I don't know why you would have skipped it. You're probably hungry for some exploration content because I don't produce anything anymore. All right. Uh, <laughs> so. Listen to that, it's good. I have been Virtual Clint. You can find me on Twitter as, you're not going to believe this, it changed. It's Vasylcania. It's like Castlevania, but with the V and the C switched, like Virtual Clint. You know what? I'm just going to stop explaining it. I'm on select button, same name, Vasylcania. Fuck it. And anywhere else, I might be Virtual Clint or Vasylcania. Who knows? It's a terrible name. Uh, here's the part where I tell you what you can do to help us. We help you through your life with our amazing entertainment and you get you know you live and if you want to help us you can spread the word we don't advertise so it's only word of mouth so go ahead tell your android friend with milk for blood tell the being inserting a tube down your throat and impregnating you or just tweet about us that's probably easier that's that's the only way people find us uh rating and reviewing on itunes is probably good i've been told i don't know does it help i don't fucking know uh if enough of you do it we'll be the top podcast on itunes we'll all be rich and we'll laugh at you from our golden flying mansions uh we have a website you can find it at snes.zone snes.zone uh, it has links to our Twitter feed, which is where you vote for games. That's important. Uh, short bios for all of our guests. I think all of our guests. And social media links as well. Um, and there's some other fun stuff on there. Um, if you want us to read anything out on the podcast, email us at snes at snes.zone. SNES at snes.zone. You can tell us what you think about the podcast. You can tell us what you think about the games we're playing. You could generally berate us. You could say nice things about Sarasota Half and Dream or <laughs> about, about you know, uh, No Rangers Allowed. I don't know why you'd send it to us, but they don't have an email address to so send it to us. Uh, and finally, we've got a Patreon page. I haven't updated it in two months, but the podcast is always going to be free. But your support helps us pay for server costs, new equipment. Maybe I could pay people for all their labor. Uh, we've got tiers for as low as a buck. Uh, that would let you get any ex <laughs> exclusive things I put on the Patreon, which I haven't done in a while. But you could pledge for five bucks and join our private Discord. I think if you pledge like twenty bucks, you can dictate games for us or something. I don't know. Just give us give us money. Um, you could even start on the podcast yourself. Holy fuck! Uh, at any tier, I will send you stuff every two months. <laughs> that's that's the only thing I can promise. Um, that you can find us at patreon.com slash exploration or bank account dot zone. I will own that until I die. As always, for more inane video game discussion, jump into the selectbutton.net forums, selectbutton.net, not dot com. Uh, the next podcast will be coming out in two weeks from now. Maybe. The end. It's time to find out what game we'll be playing next. And hopefully our guests know I'm very fucking excited about this. It's an explorer's choice game. And the random machine has chosen me as the next explorer. I didn't cheat. I promise. I promise I didn't cheat. Anyway, this week, this next week, the game is going to be Trottlers. It's such a good game. And I want people to play it. It's like Lemmings, but instead of having a cursor you're like in the world and instead of giving them abilities you just place and remove blocks and it sounds really bad 
but it's it has... like Amiga Lemmings because it's an Amiga game. <laughs> yeah, it's an Amiga game. I saw a box art and I was like, "That's Amiga. That is so Amiga." It is, and it's got two-player co-op where you play at the same time, and then puzzles are built entirely around it. All the levels for co-op are different than the single player. It's it's gorgeous, and I'm going to force one of you to play this online with me. You better believe it. So it's Trottlers. I picked that. I've wanted somebody to play this for 15 years other than my one friend who I played it with. <laughs> so until next time, it's not Captain Commando. <laughs> it's not Marvel versus Capcom. It's it- not Marvel versus Captain Commando. It's not Aliens versus Predator, the first-person shooter. It's not Alien versus Predator, the other first-person shooter. It's not Aliens versus Predator, the other first-person shooter for the Jaguar. It's not Aliens versus Predator, the reboot from whatever the fuck that year was. Where you had fucking key points you jumped to as the Predator. I don't know, I barely played it, it was bad. Uh, the end. Don't step on my keyboard, cat. Hi. Hi, you're a cat. I'm still holding down the key. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's not, not Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> it's not part of the Mortal Kombat Extended Universe yet. It's <laughs> not Alien versus Predator, the Horror Clicks Collector's Box set. It's not Predator Concrete Jungle, an action video game developed by Eurocom for the PlayStation 2 and Xbox consoles. In the game, the player controls a disgraced, and then the description cuts off. Um, it's not Batman v Superman Department of Justice. It's not Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. It's not Aliens Colonial Marines. <laughs> uh, what else? It's not... It, it, I don't know, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's not Predator 2 for the ZX Spectrum. Oh. Not me. Aliens and... 2, which is secretly, secretly, the, actually the best aliens, alien movie. Don't at me. Don't at me. It's not Cadillacs versus Dinosaurs. <laughs> it's not Predator, a game released in 1987 for System... I don't know what system. It's, it's not Contra, which used the fucking poster image of Arnold Schwarzenegger from Predator as a basis oh, for yeah. Tart. I forgot about that. It's not. And. Oh, go ahead. Oh, wait, wait, I've got a good one. It's not classic MS DOS and Mac OS game Abuse, uh, which features someone that looks exactly like the Predator fighting some things that look exactly like uh, Xenomorphs. That's a kind of a good game. It's kind of frantic, though. Oh, I've got a good one. It's not Versus Collection. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, and in that note, it is not Chuck Rock. As always, thank you to Schnabubula for letting us use his incredible song Playing Super Mario World While Taking Mushrooms for our theme song. Also, thanks to Bachelor for the amazing cover art that we have. Check him out at Bachelorsoft on Twitter. And thanks to you for listening. <laughs>